the ball to Grant. And Grant, who scored on a trick play last week, down the sideline, he goes. Touchdown. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Fields under pressure, throws caught, and that's Bird, Demir Bird, inside the 10, and he'll go to the end zone. For us to be able to come out that first two quarters and, and do what we did, that's, that was fun. They came out and, and played really good football in all three phases. Grant looking at him go again down the sideline. Does he stay in bounds all the way? He will. 97 yards for a touchdown. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast. Yeah, baby. With your hosts. Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. In the end, we got the we didn't win, we lost, and uh, you know, so I, I uh, you know, I just wish wish that uh, we could have came out here the different results. Strap it in. It's the Bears Nation podcast. Monday, December thirteenth, Bears Nation podcast, seven oh one p.m. Central Time, and Matt Nagy still has a job. And thusly, the McCaskey should all be jailed for crimes against humanity and also the entire city of Chicago. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined as always by Kevin Lapka, who is for once not going to be the bubbling positive personality because I could tell just from his text today that this man is down horrendously, cataclysmically, some would say. The Bears lose to the Packers on Sunday night football, 45 to 30. If you had told me a week ago that the Bears would have Two Jakeem Grant touchdowns, one coming on a punt return, and they would score 30 points. I would have said, absolutely, they win this game. Nope, they lose 45-30. to 30. Matt Nagy's a goddamn coward, won't go for fourth and inches. Then says the next day, yeah, hindsight, probably should have gone, gone for that in Packer territory to go up more. No, but I, I like punting in Green Bay territory, uh... taking 23-year-old field goals because I'm a dumb idiot and I don't deserve a job and somehow I'm just going to mail it in for the next four weeks and just get everyone on my team killed and just get everyone out here just just continually to let them get worse (laughs) under my tutelage because I am the worst I am Satan respawned himself because God do I not want to see the Chicago Bears win a football game ever again no I'm Matt Nagy I don't want to see Justin Fields develop at all and this is the worst this sucks but somehow I still have a job Anyway, Kevin Lapka, how we doing? Wow. Jake Hassan. Choice words, Jake. He sucks. I mean, I, like, I, mean what, I know, what else is I know. there to say? I know. It's just like we've been doing this so many times that it's just so bad. And it's just frustrating because what you said, too, like if going into this game, you told me we scored 27 points or, yeah, 27 in the first half. I would have been like, yep. that's a, that, that's a W, right? Yep. And it's just, we've said this on this show before. They have found every single different possible way to lose that you can that you can find. Like every single way you could possibly lose, they've found a way to do it. Have a great first half, you know. And, and that's something that hasn't really happened this year against a good team is have a good first half. So rightfully so, you had reasoning to believe that they could have come away with the win now i'll be honest people on twitter were texting me at halftime saying you know how we're feeling we're feeling great what's going on are we feeling good and i was like i have no comment because i've seen this movie too many times i've seen this so many times and the moment they went on the field and scored that first touchdown out of the half you it was game over and i knew it i knew it i didn't want to admit it at the time guess guess when i turned that game off Guess when I turned that um, game? After when they went up 
Dope. That final touchdown. Before 11, first... 11 20 left in the third quarter. Because you didn't want it, you didn't want it to hurt. Because because it was happen. right, it was right. It was as soon as the Bears. It was after they scored. A, it was the. It was after the Packers uh, opening touchdown. I think of the second half. And I was like, "That's it. That I mean, it's over. It's curtains." Like it I was, mean, yeah. It was so. It was so damn predictable. It was okay. The trick play with Jakeem Grant works. Okay, Demir Bird catch and run for a touchdown. Jakeem Grant, the most unlikely touchdown return of all time. Kevin Lapka's calling me. I'm expecting to be like, oh my God, we're doing it. And he's saying that, oh no, you called that. I didn't even remember it. I don't even remember calling that on last week's episode. Old predictions. Yeah. Don't even remember it. And just time and time and time again, Aaron Rodgers is smiling and on the field while Bears players are celebrating. Robert Quinn, like an idiot, is doing the discount double check belt. That is never I, going I, well. No, no, no. I, that I, is never that going well fine. ever. I did not have a problem with that. I did not have a problem with that. Because that like was so look, early in the game, too, though. Yeah, I know. It was I so know. Idiot. Well, that was like what? The first or second play of the game. That was no, the first no, drive. No, I think that was the Packers' the first drive. Got yeah, the, the Packers, Packers' first, first drive. drive. It was the Packers' and... first drive. And it was so immediate. You knew immediately that people on Twitter were saying it right away. Oh. Every the Packers fans, everyone, even objective people who aren't even Bears or Packers fans. Every time somebody does the belt to Aaron Rodgers, it never ends well. Now you got Packers players, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, today on Twitter, clowning Robert Quinn because, as they rightfully should, you're doing the belt like what? so early, so early in the game. Like, why? And then you have that absolute clown idiot coming out of half saying, I'm having a lot of fun. Why are you having fun? You're not, it's not that's over. Com- that's, yeah, it's that's the over. definition of complacency. You played the first good Horrible. half of football for the first time in three months? Like, it, it's yeah. December, since September? Like, why are you saying you're having fun, you absolute bald idiot? What are you doing? Game plan for the second half. Don't tell people how you're having freaking fun in the locker room. You're not, it's not over. You're facing Aaron Rodgers. You're up by six. It's a one-possession game. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? Like, how are you this far into this season? You've gone through this many losing streaks. How are you this far into it? And you're coming out against Aaron Rodgers, who you have one win against. And you're saying, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm up six and I'm having fun. Dude, what? What are we doing here? What are we doing here, Kevin? Like, and this is a man, like his press conference today, like, yeah. I should have gone for it on fourth and it just no shit, Sherlock. Everybody and their mother knew you should have done that. It's too late. You're on what the it was the Packers 41, and you're not going for it on fourth and you were down eleven. Like that's the biggest underdog of the week. It was just so so comically bad. Oh yeah, I should have like that's a man who knows he doesn't have a job. He knows he's fired. Yeah. He knows it's over. He's just he's just collecting checks at this point. It doesn't matter. Like and, and I sat here last week and I said I was going to be apathetic and like I didn't care. And watching that game, like I was not up for that game. Like I, at one point, like I got excited when it was the muff punt and the Kindle Vildor, like that call was so BS too. They, they went out of bounds and oh, came about such a BS God, call, so call. bad. That's oh, when I thought, God. okay, they might have a chance because that seemed like a momentum shifter, like where you could right. go, okay, you muffs it right into Damian Williams' uh, arms and. He takes it like right, like just no, could not have been placed better, right? And he takes it right to the end zone. And I was like, okay, you make it a one score game again. Okay, you have a shot here. And right, you, and like that penalty just killed everything. 
And you, you just, it killed any potential momentum you would have had. And it was just, it like, as soon as that, that's why I turned it off so early. Cause it's just, it wasn't getting better and it didn't. And it, it like, it got worse and congrats. You scored 30 points. Okay. But like, I, that, I mean, that's the worst Justin Fields has looked since Cleveland, probably. He didn't look game. that bad. What do you mean? I mean, he looked, he looked, he was the number he, one, he was like number one quarterback of the week under pressure or something among rookies. Yeah, but like, and, and but and, he had and 74 I, rushing. And yards. I don't think what do you Justin want the guy Fields, to do. And I, well, I don't think Justin Fields is a boss. I don't like, I just, I, and I've sat here week after week saying that the rookie growing pains are going to happen. Like, yeah, he's got to stop staring down Darnell Mooney on every play. Yeah, he's got to be able to, like, he can't keep getting strip sacked like that. Like, with his legs, He's got to like it, and I get it. The cracked ribs. He doesn't want to take hits. Like he doesn't want to run as much. But remember, that's what I was worried about, though. Remember when I was talking about this? Like I feel like it was a step back. Like after the progress we saw from the Pittsburgh game and the Baltimore game, like it was a step back. Like missing that time clearly had an effect on him. And like now that I'm talking through it, like okay, yeah, he was probably more average. But I think it just stings a little more because that progress you felt like you were getting is kind of like it's not all the way back to square one, but you feel like you lost some of that momentum that he was gaining with some of that confidence that he was gaining. I guess a little bit, but again, you have to take in consideration everything that we saw last night, right? I mean, he's dealing with pain on every play. Throw, yeah. Right. And you know, that's, that is not fully, uh, you know, an excuse. Like it's, you lost your best offensive the game. lineman too. Right. You lost Jason Peters. Tevin Jenkins was not good. We'll get into that. Uh, but Jake, it's like, Every play. When do, when when do we think the first comment on how bad Tevin Jenkins comes in soon? Oh, pretty pretty soon. <laughs> um, I I would imagine pretty soon. Two p.m. guy. That's my guy. Josh says Fields played well against a good defense. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, the Packers the Packers played well defensively. But again, like you can go back to it. Looking in the fourth quarter now, because the first in the first half he was great. Like he had a hundred and eleven pass rating, one hundred fifty yards. Like he connected on the plays he needed to connect to. Had to get uh, the the play to Demir Bird. Obviously, the Jakeem Grant play is kind of just a toss. That it's a nice forty five yards that goes I mean, on his resume. The, the, the but, Demir Bird credit to Demir Bird on that play too, because that I mean, like he just took off. Like that that was it was a great it was a great throw by Fields. Put it exactly where he needed to be. And Josh Lyles. Josh Lyles in the, in the wow. Chat. That's a name I have not Let's heard. Go. Wow. Um, anyway, from the cloud, credits Demir Bird. He has been a non like just a real quick spin-off. Like Demir Bird has been a non-factor. Oh, like over the last month or so, I want to say he's slowly kind of been integrated into the game plan more. I want to say, but I mean that was a great catch and run by him. Like that was yeah, I mean that was fantastic. Great throw by That's Fields. A him perfectly. Mm, also, frustrating though. also, also one last thing and I'll let you, cause I know I've taken up most of the talking time. Oh no, go, go crazy. All the people with like, what is Cole Komet supposed to do on that, uh, on that throw in the end zone? Like, like that was a, that 1000% should have been a better throw. One yes, billion yeah, percent. Yeah, like Komet That's had an to, uncatchable he, ball. He was going this way and ball. had to come all the way back yeah. this way. Like people are like, Oh, Cole Komet, if he like, if no. he wasn't from Chicago, the Chicago area, he wouldn't have met, like good thing he is, or he would have cut <laughs> her. Like, dude, Cole Komet, like, oh God. And again, and I know it's because fine, and, and, like the same thing with Sam Mustafer. Like, Mustafer, Komet, these guys aren't the problem. Like, it's that big fat, no, that big thin balding stooge on the sideline. Like, it's just oh yeah. And somebody in the cut, Shane M, like who I recognize from the guy, like Tevin Jenkins will be fine. That is a very very tough position right. to put Tevin Jenkins in where you're expecting to be a rotational guy okay here now you got to go against a good Green Bay defense uh, like spot like that 
That, like, that first and it's play, like he, he, his first play, he, he got mauled. Yeah. Like his very he first got, play, he yeah, got I mean, annihilated. But like, he'll be fine. Let him, let him go these next four weeks. But I don't, we'll get to it. God, I am so. Oh, this you team. are upset. You're angry. And but what did I tell you? What did I tell you? I said you wouldn't be apathetic. You'd end up being angry. You end up being angry or you know happy in the event that they won. It's just so hard not to be apathetic because it's just that. It's just that frustrating, especially in the type of game that it was. Well, is like you had a chance to win the game. You're feeling good at halftime, and I knew the moment everybody started game. to to get excited. You, sh- I, I, yeah, I guess you could. Say you, you you were in a position to win it. Like it, we've said, they should have won games before. They were really never in a position to win it. But this was a game where you had control. And what's yeah. the one difference that the opposing team? It, it's clear the one thing the opposing team did better than you. The moment you went into halftime, one team said, "Look." We're down, but we're still in this game. We need to find ways to get Devonta Adams open. Let's move him to the slot. Let's get him outside of uh, – or get him away from Jalen Johnson. Let's make the necessary halftime adjustments and go do that. And on the other side, you have a team that's probably doing club dub at halftime, probably celebrating already because you're up three at halftime, and that's a position you haven't right? been in for a six. very long time. Were we up six? Yeah, you were up six. I thought it was 27-24. Okay. Uh, was it 27-21? Um, you, you might be right. I think it was 27-24. But – it's just, it's Regardless. in the moment that you, you bring up the cl- the quote, the moment I saw that quote, we're having so much fun. You knew, no, not you we, knew the game I. was over. He said, I, he, he said, I, I'm, yeah. he said, I'm he having said I. so much fun. He didn't even say, and you want to know why Jake, you want to know why he's having so much fun? Cause he was pl- calling plays again last night. Everybody knew that he was yeah. calling plays last and night. And he was I mean, doing he, well he, though. Like he, it was, it, it was, was going fun. well. Yeah. That was fine, but I'm having so much fun because those play calls are finally working. We finally got some lead blockers on a on a little pitch. We finally got some open space on a. It, it on was a it was route. twenty seven like, twenty one at halftime, by the way. Okay, okay, that's that's good to know. Um, but yeah, they they threw away all the cre- creativity well, that got the we, lead. It's we, exactly right. This, like we've seen this time and again with Matt Nagy. Oh, it makes no sense. They do that. And they, they do that and they get creative. And, you know, to the 2 p.m. guys point, they got conservative. They played not to lose. But they, they didn't, didn't, though. But they partially didn't because they ran the ball once with Dave Montgomery in the third quarter. One time. Yeah. I think they ran it with him once in the second half. So, like, what do you – like, it just it, – it, it didn't make any sense. Like, that's the exact position. Like, I understand people say, okay, running the ball would, would be sort of an act of complacency in that moment, right? Like you're up 27, you want to see them step on the throat, but at the same time, you can't abandon what still works. You have to right. operate under the same way I mean, where David Montgomery's you still your best run player. the ball. You still, he's your best player on offense, and you have the sixth best rushing offense <laughs> in the NFL. You yep. have to make use of what you do well at. And luckily, Justin Fields had seven, 74 rushing yards. He was able to get, uh, to get away a few times, but it just makes no sense because – complacency happens in different ways and the way it happened last week or last night was what i was seeing on third and eight was five yard curl routes four curls that we've that seen was, all year that, and it well, just that's makes what I mean. no that, that's sense. what i mean like it makes even, no sense like the conservativeness of the play calling and the complacency like that's what i mean even that like yeah he didn't run the ball and usually when we see matt Nagy get complacent it's that he starts running the ball it's the hitch routes right. it's the short route like it's the, the not going routes. like it's the, all the trick plays went away all the motion went away everything and it was like it, like why like you said the lack of halftime coming out and being like, okay, we're, yeah. we are in a shot. We have a shot to win this game. We are in a position to legitimately win this game. And they did it. And they, and they just said, all right, we're going to play not to lose. And we're going to like, it's just 
bad. Like that. I mean, that. I mean, the one carry in the second half is so brutal. Yeah, I get it. You weren't getting a ton of running room, but still, that is your best player by far. Has been all year. You have a top one, a top ten rushing offense, and you're not utilizing it. And it's just, it's so bad. But it's just, it's to be expected. Like you can't. Like I, I, everyone that I, I think every single person on Twitter, every Bears player on Twitter, player fan, like anyone that's in this kind of silly little space that we're in, like everybody knew it. Everybody knew what was going to happen. Especially yeah, everybody like, knew. Everybody, everybody knew what was going to happen. And God, I hate it, but Aaron Rodgers is just so good at putting passes exactly where there's an mm-hmm. inch out of reach. Like, I mean, he did that twice where he went over the top of a defender twice that I remember. I mean, in it's just those backbreaking plays where he puts it like he's so good at that. But the thing is, you could have survived those with the lead. And if you had kept the pressure up and if you had kept playing That's like you were difference. in the first half, like, I don't know what changed. Like, it's like you completely. Well, defensively, you know, it changed in the first half. They were getting after him. I mean, not really in the yeah. second quarter as much, but first quarter, Robert Quinn had two sacks in the first quarter. He was uncomfortable. Yeah. You saw the typical Rogers face walking off the sidelines, the typical pissed off. I'm all going to whine like a little boy face that Rogers does every time he gets sacked and he doesn't get points on a drive, the typical thing. And second half pressure, non-existent. And again, adjustments go both ways. Like I, like they do. Like offensively, you have to make the adjustments. As a team, you have to make the adjustments. Defensively, you have to make adjustments. You saw what happened in the second quarter. The the Packers made the necessary adjustment. Jalen Johnson, as Josh mentioned, was a boss. Lockdown. Yeah, Devonta Adams was there. Chris Collinsworth. I hated that broadcast last night. They were <laughs> just terrible. But they were, you know, no, they're. Shout out to Josh real quick. He said, he, Josh used to be on the show. He said, great job, guys. He smashed that subscribe button. One of the founders of the show. But they were sh- one of the founders. But they were shouting out Jalen Johnson. He was doing well. Matt LaFleur, no. credit to him, said, move him to the slot. We're going to do the right things. Defensively, they didn't make adjustments. You have to find a way to get more pressure, find a way to put them in uncomfortable positions. Because if you give and, Aaron Rodgers that time, that, it's just easy. And I understand it's that easy. Jalen Johnson isn't a slot corner. And he addressed that. He said, you know, I need to work on my slot, you know, coverage. And I need to be better at that. Like, you gotta take those risks though. Like if you're if you're Matt Nagy or if you're Sean Desai, like you have to say, all right, Jalen, we need you to just step up and be in the slot because you were down so many defensive backs. You're I mean, you got Eddie Jackson mowing over his own defensive like players. You got Eddie Jackson just trucking and I get it like it was a pass, and you know, like it's not yeah. but but still, like you got guys running over each other, hurting each other, leaving the game injured, like after taking hits from each other, and like Jalen Johnson. If you're going to be as good as we think you can be, and by all means, he has shown that he can be that elite shutdown corner eventually. He's very, very close to being there. Like, eventually you're just going to say, hey, put me in the slot. Like, we got to give it a shot. Like, if you're going to be that guy, be that guy. If you're going to be that Jalen Ramsey type guy, do like, just step up, say, hey, like, I know slot isn't my best. I know I've got to work on it, but just put me there and let's see what happens. Like, because, because everyone else is getting just, murdered. I mean, yeah, but it's not, it's not a, common thing i guess you know what i mean like you you, can, you can't just follow Devonte everywhere you know like he's playing outside he's playing that corner spot for a reason sure. and but i i don't know it's just it's just frustrating that it there was just zero adjustments and that's the theme man yeah. that's the theme and then what's even more frustrating is you go down the fourth quarter i don't even know if we talked did we talk about the punt yet uh i think we i think we Which briefly point? touched on I, it. I you briefly it, touched yeah. on your opening rant yeah. 11 minutes ago, you're punting. Everybody obviously knows. I think there's a Twitter page that um, does like 
most idiotic punts based off yep. of like it's, a, how it's, like, it, a, it's I, like a punt bot or something like that yeah it's so like I'm, a punt bot and it calculates like your winning percentage if you punted there versus if you had got going for it and making yeah. uh if you went for it and made it i don't know what the bears i didn't I never saw it on that page but i imagine that's got to be the most idiotic punt uh of the year like you're throwing in the damn towel that's what you're right. doing you're throwing in the damn towel and then honestly part if i'm being completely honest I know this is kind of a bad thing to say. Part of me kind of thought that him kicking the field goal at the end of the game was so he could show that he scored 30 points, like with an offense. I, I like part of I, me actually thought no, that, that knowing was what we know, the the history of the last four years, the last four seasons of Matt Nagy and how he needs to stroke his ego constantly. I complete I will sign on to that. I will fully endorse that statement. Matt Nagy constantly needs to stroke his ego. Constantly. And it has played out time and again and that's why it took so long to give up the play calling this year so i took so long last year because he needs that validation from himself because god knows we're not going to give it to him and you mentioned that but i'm going to go back even earlier in the first half in, in the first quarter when you're in the packers like you're just barely in their territory but it was like fourth and two or very fourth and one maybe and they mm-hmm. punt it and it's like I think you had the lead at that point, but just go for it. Like, what do you have to lose at that point? It's just the end of the field goal, the 23 yard field goal. Like we love 30 points though, Jake, it's three like, instead of two. I'm talking, the, I'm talking about the first one, like in <laughs> oh, the, the beginning, like the very first, oh, okay. like the first field goal, like yeah, a 20, like you're right. Oh, like, like, it's just so bad. Like his decision-making over and over. And it's just, I cannot wait for him to be gone. And we can just do a full coaching search because this is just, it's grading. Like you see it and you see the, like, it's just, it's the the immediate. It's so just the way that we can all see the very clear and blatant mistakes. The fact on that fourth and inches that everybody was screaming, everybody Everybody. from the broadcast to the internet, to probably some of the players are like, why are we not going for this? Why are you not going for this down 11? Like, it's just so bad how everybody else can see what's going on and he can't. And we get the same bullshit quotes every year or every week, you know, Oh, well, we got to see where we're at and we got to figure out the why and we got to, you know, we got to make wise. And it's just, it's just, we're so close. Like it's so close to the finish line where we're so close to black Monday. We get to see the headline. Matt Nagy has been fired. And I still don't know where I land on Ryan pace right now because I just have not had the time to commit the brain power to it. But, we don't even have to talk about that yet. I mean, we right. like I mean, that conversation can be had later, right? But just I because it's it's clear as day, right? Like, there's no way this man has a job in, in four no. weeks, right? Like four it's, weeks from it, today. Yeah, no, it's clear as day. And I think one of the main reasons when you talk about you know not going forward on fourth down those situations is you know play the comparison game, right? Watch the best teams in the league. It's zero hesitation in those moments. It's yep. like everybody in the in the whole stadium knows that in that moment the green bay packers would go for it would go for it and for the two the buffalo bills would go for it the tampa bay buccaneers would go for it the arizona cardinals would go for it they did that i think multiple times last week they'll the Rams, probably do it tonight the, they'll probably do it tonight name the best teams in the league it's a no brainer and you want to know why because the coach of whatever team it is goes right up to the quarterback and says hey what do you want to do do you want to go for it here it's a that's the thing, thing too and, and okay. they say no can it's we it's talk never about, a conversation between Nagy and the quarterback in those situations. Can we talk about how Nick Foles is coaching just actively coaching yeah, Justin Fields exactly. on the sideline? That is mm-hmm. bananas. And I know well, we there's nothing about, wrong with Nick Foles doing no, it. No, 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 not at all. Nagy. I mean, credit to Nick Foles. He is in a yeah, very credit. tough spot. He's, he's like he's, he's the leader, third string quarterback. Like after starting last year, he's like everyone forgets everyone was hating on him and ripping him. Like Nick Foles, credit to him. 
Like he is the only yeah. one that is up there with Justin Fields. Like they got the tablet out. They're going through this and that. And, mm-hmm. and Nick Foles like animated, like, okay, this is what I saw this one. You could see like this one right. can be better with this. And Matt Nagy's on the other side of the sideline. Like he's God knows where, like it is nuts. And I don't know, maybe that's Matt Nagy being like, I know I'm not going to be coaching this kid next year. So screw it. I don't know. Like, but I mean, but we saw this two months ago too. I mean, we saw this yeah, when Justin Fields first started, same. like first started when he first got put in the starting role, it was always Andy Dalton and Nick Foles around Justin Fields, never anybody else. And like, I maybe, I mean, granted, we don't know what the conversations are there and we don't know if maybe that's just the, yeah, we can't they speculate to, too much. but like <laughs> those two are never together. Like those two are never standing, like talking at all. It's nuts. Especially when Ned Nagy's calling the plays again. Like it's just, yeah, God, it's just such a dumpster fire. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. Fire. It's like, cause 2 PM guy says he acts like he isn't playing for his job. And that's actually, that's very true. It's, it's, it's very, it's He's very shocking. Now there's different situations. You want to look at urban Meyer and what's going on in Jacksonville. Yeah. Like that guy has reasons not to play. Like that guy is just checked out. But if you're mad naggy and you make all these comments as if, you know, you, you come out and you say, we show what we can be, right? You know, that's a statement that kind of makes oh, that, that's God. like your that's like your sales pitch is we showed what we could be. Look what we did in the first uh half. That's what we can maybe be next year, right? That's his we, sales pitch. We but showed, you we don't show what we could be 13 weeks into the season. We we hit our ceiling yeah, for exactly. a single half 13 weeks into the season. Awesome. But Sick. like show like if, if you really wanted to start making a sales pitch and you really wanted to do the Hail Mary final four weeks, you have one, you know, one play from the one yard line to get to the end zone. That's essentially where Matt Nagy is at right now. You got to do the things to, to, to you got to go all out. Like, I don't understand in right. his mind how punting in that situation is going to help him get a job. How say how not coming out of the second half with adjustments is going to help him get the next job how being complacent is going to help him get the next job you have to take every opportunity and again you even look at coaches who are on teams that are four and nine in those situations they're taking those shots they're giving they're trying to get those opportunities because they're actually smart enough to know when look you're at the a lions. And a half point underdog look at the lions they're they know what you have to do to try to pull off an upset of this magnitude in that moment on sunday night at lambeau like you you have to know and the fact that he doesn't make those decisions it's dumbfounding it's dumbfounding for his sake like it's for him, for you, bro. Like, like you're not even helping yourself. Like, who, who, what are you? Who are you? Help? You're not helping yourself. Like, I don't understand what the intent is. Like, the intent is not there for what he's trying to achieve, and it just. <laughs> and Shane M says we're four and nine. That's who we are. It's he says he said. I think Ernie has put that in our intro uh, a number of times. Uh, he says, yeah, yeah, we made this. Like, we're we're four and nine. We made this. <laughs> Yeah, no shit you made this. Like, yeah, and mean, that's okay. That's what's frustrating too, real quick. Like, this was a game too where I think 2 p.m. got mentioned this as well. Like, you did you did see the talent that this offense can have, that this team sure. can have, right? Like it was evident what it can be. And it's frustrating because you want to have seen five more of those Demir Bird plays this year. You would like to have seen more Jaquim Grant utilization this year. You would right. like to have seen all these different players in action and to see it come to fruition in one game just gives you more frustration of how these guys are underutilized and it gives you more optimism and confidence of what the team can be once you eliminate the one factor who is ruining everybody else, you right. know? So that's what that's what it's like positive but it's also frustrating because that's a conversation we have about Ryan Pace and you can have about the roster foundation in the future is like these guys can play man like these guys yeah. can make plays they're not whose fault is that it's 
not Ryan Pace's fault. So just those kinds of things are frustrating. But right, well, um, that, that's what makes it so hard to evaluate this team, and you know, and going forward, like that's what makes it so hard to you know. That's why we go back exactly. and forth with Cole Komet. That's why we go back and game. forth with with the offensive lineman because it's so up and down. Because okay, we know what their ceiling could be. You know, we saw the ceiling of what Cole Komet could be a couple weeks ago when he set career highs and you know yardage and catches. We saw what Demir Bird could be yesterday with that yard after catch. We've seen what Darnell Mooney could be. We've definitely seen what Justin Fields can be. It's okay, but can you find the right person to get that on a consistent basis? Because clearly Matt Nagy is not the guy that's going to get the most consistent performance out of these guys, and that's what you need. And Kevin, I mean, you said it coming in this year, oh, Matt Nagy finally has all the guys he wants. Matt Nagy finally has all the talent, and he's just not utilizing it. I mean, because we've seen it, like, and granted, I don't think guys, like, I don't think Demir Bird's going to be back next year. I don't think Jason Peters is going to be back next year. Like, we talked about it last week. You have, like, a couple guys, but it's just so up and down, and it's like, how like you want to believe that you can get a a Joe Staley, you know, and, and then you could get like who's gonna get the most out of these guys, but you know it's just hard to believe that because it's just been so up Brandon and down. Staley, Brandon Staley, yeah, coach, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean it, it's hard to believe that. Okay, I have um just a quick uh, numbers game. So do you guys play fantasy football? Yeah, yeah. It's like a fan duel, and you look at the wide receivers mm-hmm. and uh, and. You know, you, you pay big money to try and get one of these guys, and they give you a three catches, 32-yard performance. Yeah. Imagine if anyone in the country is playing the Bears wide receivers. Just the receivers. No one's playing Demir Bird, right? That was, right. A, no. that was a fluke that he took a wheel route, 70 yards. That was not how it was intended right. and drawn up. Someone missed a tackle there. But listen to these numbers. Darnell Mooney, one catch, 19 yards. Mm-hmm. Right? Cole Komet. Three catches, 17 yards. Awful. Allen Robinson targeted six times, only caught two. Two catches for 14 yards. Jimmy Graham, two catches for nine yards. Right? And then uh, they got a one catch for four yards for Williams, Damian Williams. Uh, You have two outstanding plays here. I guess Jakeem Grant is considered a pass. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trouble or whatever it's it was. Shovel, yeah. yeah. 46 at one catch targeted three times. You get one catch and that was a handoff. Yeah. And Demir bird, two catches for 76 yards. The long was a 54 yard wheel route. So give you an idea. That's, that is a, that is awful stat sheet for a NFL team that put up 30 points. Like that's right. just awful. Yeah. I mean, but, you, but I, I go ahead. I was just, I mean, like the one you consider a special teams touchdown from Jakeem Grant too. Like, well, yeah. Like, I well, mean, you, you yeah, that's that part of consideration it. Too. Like, but that, like, I'm not like th- those stats are terrible, but you also saw glimpses of what you didn't see all year, which was explosive plays. Like, that is what you're looking for in this offense is explosive plays, but it has to be a mix, right? You can't just have two explosive plays and stop there. You have to have a moving offense integrated with the explosive plays and have a rhythm on offense. And then you, you know, blow up right. the 50 yarder and then you get the King Grant 43 yarder. And that's how a quality offense in the NFL runs. But a lot of those, like a lot of those, a lot of the reasons why you see those numbers is again, it's play design. Like you're not right. giving Allen Robinson an opportunity to get 80 yards because he's running a five yard hitch route every single play. I mean, they're not even running the place to the sticks on third and eight. Like, it's dumbfounding. And I will say about Allen Robinson, there's a video going around on Twitter of the Justin Fields scramble. I don't know if you've seen it. The scramble where he kind of ran 17 yards, went out of bounds. And on the video, 
Justin Fields is running, and he's running with a whole lot of open grass. And about 15 yards ahead of him is Allen Robinson locked in with a wide receiver blocking. And as Justin Fields is running, Allen Robinson literally just gets away from the block and runs out of bounds and forces Justin Fields to go out of bounds. That dude is checked out. Now, to a certain extent, you can't blame him. At the same time, you can blame him because you're getting paid money to go out on the field and bust your ass because the rest of your teammates are busting your ass and you're not doing what it takes to win football games. And at some point, yes, he can have frustration for sure. Don't express that by your laziness on the field. That's the wrong way to do it. You can express that in different ways, but by failing to block, by not running your routes, by quitting on routes, which he has done multiple times this year, you are doing, you are, you are showing your frustration in the incorrect ways. And for that, I don't want him to be on the team next year. I don't because at some point, <laughs> I don't think he will. I think that's, I don't reason. think he will. And I'm, I think that's fine. At some point you have to let go. He has to, he's, you have to understand come terms with the fact that he's better somewhere else and he's never going to be the same player here because mentally it's just not there for him anymore with this team, with this organization in this city, send him somewhere else. I don't care anymore. Doesn't matter. Get him out. Get Chris Godwin or Devonte Adams. He can have success. I would love for him to have success somewhere else, but you have to come to terms with the fact that it's just not here. His, his success so, is not here anymore. So there's a couple things with this argument. Like I get it. Like I get people are frustrated with Allen Robinson, obviously on that play. Um, but here's the thing, like to play the other side of this a little bit, Allen Robinson was very vocal about wanting a long-term contract. He signs a franchise tag. He's on a one-year yeah. deal. I get it. Pays him a lot Jake. of money, but like, but who was vocal but, this offseason as well? Whose team is nine and th- ten and three? Or but but also like here's what I'm saying: the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but I mean, right? Like, that guy's pissed off, but he's still busting his ass every week. Yeah, but I like, like Aaron Rodgers is already like. There, there's a difference between that because he's like already on his contract and the franchise tag. Like there is a difference there, and I get Allen Robinson is like, yeah, he's checked out. I don't blame him. There's four games left. You're trying to just coast to the end, get to that next contract. Or and I mean I will say there's a he's lot. not doing himself any service though. How I mean, is he? He's not paying he has, for another contract. He, he, he's he playing a, right now. He has a built-in excuse with saying, "Look who I played for." He has a built-in excuse. Like I, I guarantee you, he gets a multi-year deal somewhere. Like I I'm sure he gets. Yeah, a, you're right. Like a three-year still, deal like, somewhere, but his stock I, is not going up. Yeah, I mean, he, it's, it's, it's I mean, going he know, down. he's not going to get Devonte Adams money. He's not going to get Chris Godwin oh. money. I think oh. there's a there's a chance. Like I wouldn't say there's a zero percent chance he comes back. Like if you clean house right away, and the next GM or maybe the next coach, whoever, like however way this shakes out, they say, "All right, we want you. We want to use you." And they in like, let's say it's Ryan Pace, and then he hands him a contract. Said we're getting a new coach who I don't can actually hand him a contract. Oh, I mean, I don't want to hand I mean, the guy. I don't want to hand the guy. So you were saying how are you going to let a top twenty receiver walk out the door? Was I saying that? Yeah, you were. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you were. My words here. <laughs> You, okay, well now at okay at this point I don't care. Let him walk out the door. He's hasn't been a use of you. He's gonna be fine somewhere else. Like you yeah, just I need mean, you just need change. You just need and he's not gonna to me. Just get go get a younger guy like Gallup uh, that Shane M brings up. Gallup's a really really good player I think who just doesn't get enough targets because of the loaded receiver room in Dallas. You know, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money to get uh, quality receivers and shit, dude. Like again, look at the New England Patriots. Like yeah, it's the Patriots, but. Tell me one receiver there who's better than Darnell Mooney. You can't. Kendrick Bourne's not better than Darnell Mooney. Jacoby Myers isn't better than Darnell Mooney. You can do it with skilled players who get you yards after the catch. And, and, and you know, you like, yes, you want 
that number one top 20 receiver, but it's just very, very frustrating. Let's address this. 2 p.m. guy. Have you addressed the package player running into the stands and coming back inbounds when they took it to you? Yes. So context to that frustration that we had over the Vildor uh, call that would have made a significant impact in the game because had they got that touchdown, I believe they would have been down four in – the fourth it, quarter. It, it would have been occurred. a. It would have been a one score game. No, it would. Have, it was the third quarter. Was it the third quarter? I'm pretty sure. Almost positive. Whatever. Whenever it was, the the, the like this. We know as Bears fans, this happens every single time they play the Green Bay Packers. They're gonna yep. find a way. They're gonna find a way to influence it in some way. And like I, that's it sounds so subjective. It sounds, it sounds so, so subjective, like galaxy brain conspiracy, but. If you've watched the games that we've watched over the years, it is it is evident. You can think back to 2019, the Cordero Patterson, uh, you know, running into the guy play where they had gotten the fumble and they called that. Oh. Uh, you remember that one from yeah, 2019? Yeah, yeah. But the reason why this is frustrating last night is because there is a literal video of the Bears punting and a Packers player not running on the sideline, Jake literally running through the Bears bench yeah. about five yards deep Agre- to the edge of the sideline. Something like, so egregious, much more egregious. Yeah. Egregious out of bounds. No call. Nothing. And I understand at sometimes you can – they probably didn't even see the fucking guy. That's probably why they didn't call it. They didn't they, see I will, the guy. I will say – You can't make a call in that moment in such a significant play. It's yeah. so stupid. And I will say there were a lot of – there were a lot of – plays that did like a lot of calls did go the bears way. Like that Devonte Adams offensive pass interference blatantly now, went your way. Like there were a couple other like plays that I thought were going to be against the bears and they went against the Packers and I was shocked, but those but happened I, in the first and second quarter, not right, in the most right, critical yeah. moments of the game. Sure. And that's Agreed. what it comes yeah. down to. Well, you're, yeah. You're still right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's well, and it's the time. And again, those back breaking, just like those, those singular moments, whether it be Aaron Rodgers being or the official, like, I mean, how often do you see that call to in general across the NFL? Like, I feel like yeah, you never on. see that call. And maybe, and maybe we noticed it because it was going to be a touchdown if it was like if they don't call it. But yeah, I mean, that was so bad. And it's just another game that you should have. I mean, this is you know what three in a row: Ravens, Cardinals, Packers that you could have won theoretically. Like you would have been Steelers, in the Ravens, Cardinals, Packers four in a row. Four in a row. I mean, four in a row. And that's the thing. I mean. You hope that a new coach, like I'm operating under the uh, indication that Matt Nagy's gone. Like I, I yes, fully believe no matter what that. happens, it's over, um, gone, done, over. I mean, I mean, you're probably gonna split. Best case scenario, going the rest of the way, because the Seahawks look good. Not, again. The yeah, Vikings probably, are fighting for a playoff spot. You're gonna lose. You probably Seahawks. beat the Giants because I mean, you're, the Vikings are. I'm feeling the Vikings are gonna beat them twice. Honestly, the Vikings yeah, okay. are a bad team. Okay, so I mean, let's say best case know. scenario though. I mean, you're still gonna be six and eleven even if you split. You're probably yeah. looking at five and twelve. Like, yeah, probably doesn't even I mean, matter. And this is point. and this is where we're at. This, I mean, this, this is where we're at. God, Ugh. um, this is what it is. Like the degrading, like the way that it's gone down every year, just worse and more. Like we thought five hundred was bad last year. Like we got pissed at five hundred last year. Welcome to five and twelve, folks. Because it's yeah. yeah I mean, it, you realistically only beat the Giants again, and it's. Yeah, I mean, Shane, Shane M, you're going to the Giants game. I. It's probably going to be Mike Glennon because it doesn't seem like Daniel Jones is going to play again. So, God. The Mike Glennon <laughs> revenge game. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, let's go. Start the narratives. Let's go. 
Oh, I, Lord. I would love to see a Mike Lennon revenge game at that point. I don't care. Uh, Shane M., I would say spend a lot of time in the South lot before that game if you want it to be a good experience. <laughs> like, gonna be get, cold. get there at, like, 7 a.m. Like, you're going to not have – I, w- I would not be sober for that game if you are of age uh, to make it enjoyable. But – Real quick before I head out, because I know uh, I got to run soon. I want to say one thing about Justin Fields, too, um, because there has been – we haven't talked about it too much, and there's been a lot of discourse about his performance last night. Once again, the most important takeaway of his performance should be the fact that after throwing a pick six, literally two plays later, he throws a 50-yard touchdown to Jameer Burt. And that's something that we've talked about since day one on this show. And, you know, because I saw at Ohio State, because Jake has now seen it in the first few games here, he doesn't make mistakes twice. And Matt Nagy says it all the time, too. And it's so crucial. It's so important. Right. Twice in the same game. Like, he's always going to come back and, you know, get you a positive play after making a mistake. He doesn't let those mistakes get him down. Like we've seen with other quarterbacks, like we've seen with Mitch. And it's not because, you know, Mitch is mentally I it's just what happened with Mitch was it got it got in his head like right. he would make the bad play and it, he couldn't shake it could never shake it Justin Fields makes a bad play for him it's not a mistake it's a learning experience not to make that mistake again he's smiling on the sideline says you know what I'm going to come back right here and I'm going to throw a touchdown and it's it's you know sorry for the yeah. opponent and that's just like those are the things where you can break down all the x's and o's you want with a rookie quarterback and all the different factors there are it's the intangibles and it's those types of things that you see in him that you haven't seen in any of the other quarterbacks. And what makes you more sure. positive that this guy can be a franchise guy for 10 years is not because he has you, a rocket arm. It's not because he can run well. It's because of the intangibles. That's huge. Do you think Justin huge. Fields, like, I mean, I'm sure if you asked him, he'd say, oh, you know, we just focus on it week to week. Like, do you think Justin Fields is in that locker room? Like, yeah, I'm going to have a real coach next year. And then we can actually, like, get to work. Like, you, you yeah, think that's in the like, back of his mind? No. I, I don't. I mean, it's in the back of his mind. I don't think it has an effect on his work ethic. No, I, I don't think. think no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just think like, right. You think he's just ready for like the next four weeks yes. to happen and just be like, without all right, yeah, I want to play and yeah, I want to, I want to do well. But you know, <laughs> let's get someone else in this. But that like, yes. if, if that's my big takeaway from this game, like, yeah, it sucks to lose to the Packers always, especially in that fashion. But big takeaway, like, just get me through the next four weeks. Get me, you know, someone whoever you're gonna hire. Let me know and then just get me to that get me to that introductory press conference. Like that's that's what I'm looking forward to at this point. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be exciting. Uh whoever it is, just it's no matter who it is, it's gonna be it's an gonna be exciting just and because you know I, you have something. I will say, I don't I think it was when Shane was on our show, and this is actually something that's building steam, and then we'll head out of here. There has been talk, and Shane said this weeks ago, he's friends with Olin Krutz. He said Olin Krutz would be a very, very good candidate to take over some position in the upper management of the Bears. And there has been a little bit of generation about that idea. That, There's yeah. been some smoke about that. So if that comes to fruition, just know that you heard it here from Bears Nation podcast. <laughs> we had the source. We broke we broke the news. Uh, it came from us. But that would be a great hire. But, yeah, man, that's like. Grind out the rest of these four games, see progression from Justin Fields, get through it without any devastating injuries. Yep, and that's the big one. We'll be hiring a new coach and all will be great by January 10th, I think is the day after the so, final yeah, game. Something, so. something like that. Oh, God. Right. All right. Well, this has been a really uplifting episode. Um, Wednesday, <laughs> all right. we will be previewing the Monday night game against the Vikings and we can 
We can run oh, back. Couple- we play on Monday night. Yeah, we're back on primetime, baby. We are back on the national stage next week. But it's against the Vikings, and we can rip on Kirk Cousins a little bit on Wednesday. So that's always fun. We could do that. That that always lifts the spirits a little bit. So yeah. and I mean it's the Vikings. You routinely make them your child. So maybe we there's a little bit of glimmer of hope there. But anyway, until then, this has been, I guess we could say fun. We let it out. It was a good therapy session for everyone, I think. It was a good yeah. therapy session to let it out. But for myself, for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening, continuing to watch and comment stuff. You know, we appreciate you guys being here. And even though these dark, dark times, but we'll see you on Wednesday to preview the Vikings game. Until then, heads up, everybody. Bear down. <laughs> Bear down. Well, come on.